Welcome to the Bodcast Station, where we share exciting stories, interesting facts, lots of laughter, and lots of hope as we talk about caring for our human bodies in the 21st century. We have one ultimate goal, and that is to help you develop a newfound perspective and sense of appreciation for the incredible human body that you're living in. If you would like to join us for more educational courses or professional certifications, see us online at www.holistichealtheducators.com. Great to have you with us. Hello, welcome to this week's podcast with Karen, that's me, and Dr. Ray Andrew, one of my one of my favorite medical doctors. He's so easygoing. He's so much fun. He's so versatile. Uh, he even has a surgeon certificate hanging on the wall that he doesn't talk about. But I mean, this guy is amazing. And when you're talking about like going on the edge, Dr. Ray is there. So he not only does your regular, you know, medical doctory thing, but he's totally respectful and into a lot of the naturopathic healing modalities, which is probably why he's one of my favorite medical doctors, because I love him. Uh, and so Dr. Ray, thank you so much for joining us today while we talk about men's libido and ED. And thank you for joining us. Do you want to give a quick shout out and welcome to everybody for coming to hear you speak? Thank you for having me. I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Me? You're speaking. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, and really, I'm very excited about this topic only because years and years ago, I mean, over a decade ago, when we had our lab in Wisconsin, we were making products and we made a product for erectile dysfunction and it worked like amazing. And it was like $22 is all we charge. And it had all your circulate, your circulation herbs. So as, as obviously as years went by and we learned more and more about uh, reproductive system, there's a lot of things that actually play a role in men's health. And so Dr. Ray, we're so honored that you're with us today. You have so much to share that I'm kind of, kind of happy. I would love for you to jump in and just start talking about some of the, the main reasons men are dealing with erectile dysfunction and some of the things that you have found they can do at home and popping over to an office such as yours. You know, it's, it's really amazing. We used to think of, uh, of testosterone deficiency and erectile dysfunction as problems of, of old folks in their 90s. Um, but we see it even in the 20s and 30s now. It's insane. And, and it, it parallels all the other uh, uh, increased disease that we have seen in, in our country over the last, what, 50 years. Mm -hmm. um, I was, uh, I, I always uh, shock people when I ask them when we're talking specifically about Alzheimer's disease, because they're concerned about their brains. And, and I asked them, when do you think the first case of Alzheimer's was diagnosed? And nobody comes anywhere close. It was 1907. And what's significant about that is we went uh, nearly 6,000 years without Alzheimer's. And, and that's the case with a lot of diseases. So, so sadly, erectile dysfunction and testosterone deficiency, which are separate but uh, do have a uh, relationship, um, they've exploded. They used to not be a thing. So... So not only are we seeing it in, in people in their 50s and 60s where, where a lot of men would expect to uh, uh, see them when they shouldn't, even though they shouldn't, but, but we also see it in much younger. 
And it has everything to do with our crappy lifestyles. Um, not only our personal decisions, uh, which aren't always the best, but also the, our societal decisions. And societally, we have, we've, uh, we've destroyed our health. And of course, I'm preaching to the choir here because everyone here knows that. And everyone here is obviously uh, making uh, every effort they can to help people um, avoid, to the extent that it's possible, the, the influences of our uh, modern society. So I don't know if you want to get more specific, but I'm open to uh, your next question. Yeah, well, I know that when you and I have you and I have done videos on this in the past, we have them in our in our programs, and I'm so grateful for those. And I love the fact that you pointed out like the top four reasons, you know, that men are dealing with erectile dysfunction. Obviously, it's a circulatory issue. That's one of the main things because this is blood flow, right? And um, I think for a lot of people, they don't realize that. And when they stop to think about it, they're like, of course, that is blood flow. And so if I have erectile dysfunction, I actually have a circulatory, you know, disorder, which then it, it becomes pretty easy to go, okay, what am I eating? What are the chemicals that are coming into my body? But you have some really fantastic ways of helping to, you know, correct that. Can you, can, you know, besides just taking a circuitry tincture for 20 bucks and, you know, can you talk about some of those things that you've recommended in the past? And again, if you can talk maybe about not just the physical, but some of the psychological things that are going on in these young, young men, because it isn't just the older ones anymore. You know, we've got 18 and 19 year old men that come to see me that are having an issue. So this is definitely, definitely a big, much bigger issue than it ever has been. Yeah, so so starting in the in the psychological, it's it, again it blows my mind at how many young people have anxiety these days. Anxiety and depression are rampant. What is the cause of that? Well, there isn't a cause of it. It's multiple causes, obviously. But again, we have we have just an explosion of toxicity. Let me give one toxin that everyone here in this room is aware of and, and needs to talk to your clients about uh, or to yourself about, um, and that is electromagnetic frequencies, <laughs> right? Yes. I can't tell you how, how often I will um, be sitting across the, uh, the, the table from a patient and I say, where's your cell phone? And they pull it out of their pocket, their front pocket or their back pocket. It doesn't matter which pocket it's in, it's either close to your ovaries or it's close to your testicles. And so is it any surprise that we have an explosion of infertility? That's one of the big causes of infertility and testosterone deficiency. You're, you're radiating your gonads every minute of every day. So, so I'm telling people, get that phone off your body as much as you possibly can. I know there's a, it's kind of a necessary evil in our society and, and we, um, uh, we, we can't live without it. And it's hard to carry, uh, you can't walk around uh, holding a, um, I mean, I suppose you could, but it's not very practical to hold a uh, selfie stick with your uh, cell phone three feet away from you. Um, but as soon as you sit down, uh, put it down on the floor, put it on a table, put it on a chair next to you or just as far away as you can. Um, in uh, a similar vein, people have no idea how much um, uh, testosterone is affected by 
um, Wi-Fi. And so I will have, um, I will do biofeedback scans and find um, uh, that electromagnetic frequencies are interfering both with hormone production as well as with sleep. So I tell men and women, um, if you're gonna have that phone in your bedroom, put it on airplane mode. It still works great for, uh, to wake you up when it's time to wake up because the alarm isn't uh, interfered by airplane mode, but you need to not be bombarded with those signals, especially so many people keep them in bed with them or put them uh, right on their nightstand next to their head, which is the last place you want it. Um, Dr. Andrew, I want to ask you a question about that because I've had many of my women that are testosterone deficient. I mean, in the last year, it's just exploded. I mean, I've always had some, you know, but I've had so many, so many um, that have been uh, affected by that. And I just want to mention one trick that has worked for my clients because I speak on EMF quite a bit. You can actually get EMF protective fabric and you can actually put those in as your pockets. So you can actually sew them into your pocket lining, uh, to help protect if you're going to put your, if you have to be on a job and you have to have that phone near you, even if it's in a case buckled on your, um, your pocket, you can line the pants or your pocket with that, um, at least to help a little bit. Just want to throw that out there, but can you just um, expand just for a few minutes, um, on testosterone deficiency and maybe what we can do? I, I recommend there's a, there's a great herbal, um, balancing formula from herbally grounded called might for men or balance is the exact same product. It's just called differently for a man or for a woman. And I've recommended that, but what are some tips and tricks we can, we can talk about when it comes to testosterone deficiency, Dr. Ray? Well, let me, um, let me finish up the EMF for one second. And oh, that please is, do. please do. And that is turn your Wi-Fi off at night. <laughs> Most people do not need Wi-Fi when they're sleeping. So if you, if you get a, um, a uh, timer, like, you know, the Christmas lights timer that you use at Christmas time, just set it so that it turns off uh, when you are uh, not going to need it and comes back on when you do need it. So, so how to increase testosterone? There are lots of things you're familiar, of course. Um, there are things, um, I, I like to put everything we do into a framework. Uh, we either want to remove things that don't belong in the body, restore things that do belong in the body, and or use different uh, variety of tools that help the body function the way it was designed to function. So with regard to testosterone, we need to remove things that don't belong. That includes, of course, EMFs, but also um, there are a number of things that we do to ourselves, such as alcohol that kill testosterone production. Caffeine, even in small amounts, has been found to suppress testosterone. Birth control pills in in women are killers because they shut off the the brain's stimulus to the ovaries, which means you're not making hormones because the, uh, the bulk of your estradiol, testosterone, and progesterone are made in the ovaries from eggs So the last thing you want to do is shut off the ovaries using birth control pills. Um, Another increasingly common uh, toxin that uh, as we age and now even younger and younger is statin drugs. 
Statin drugs have the wonderful property of reducing cholesterol. Of course, in our community, we recognize that that cholesterol is actually essential to life. We none of us exist without it. And when we reduce cholesterol, guess what we make all of our steroid hormones with? They require the cholesterol backbone. So cortisol, DHEA, progesterone, testosterone, estradiol, androstenedione, dione, um, uh, aldosterone, you name it, all of them come from cholesterol. So we're shooting ourselves in the feet when we take these drugs that are supposed to reduce our risk of heart disease, um, not realizing that they don't resist, reduce our risk of heart disease, but that's another matter. Um, but they actually increase our risk of heart disease because testosterone deficiency in men and women is a primary risk factor for heart disease. So that's a few toxins. Processed foods are another uh, good source of impairing testosterone production. <laughs> I have to tell you, in my book, um, Live, I actually, in, in my sex chapter, I always... Um, I have this, I have this picture and it's like, you know, erectile dysfunction and low libido is in the meat section, you know, cause like all the processed meats will just, so I just started giggling. I apologize. You can continue, but it's true. You know, these yes. men, these men who are addicted to alcohol and bratwurst and hot dogs and hamburgers and salami. I'm like, <laughs> you're just like, you're just like going to end your whole sex life really young. So I just, right. To- yes. Um, uh, another thing, And this isn't very high tech, but sleep. Sleep is kind of important. (laughs) And uh, deficiency of sleep will also impair testosterone production. Okay, so um, on the things that that can help, the natural things that can help, uh, there are a number of different nutrients. Of course, uh, uh, most people have heard of tribulus terrestris. Um, There's also nettle root. Saw palmetto is a well-recognized uh, uh, stimulant of testosterone production. Zinc, picolinate, if someone is deficient in zinc. Um, vitamin A, vitamin C, boron, fish oil, and ironically, of all things, sexual activity actually increases testosterone. Um, another thing is decreasing caloric intake, um, which is kind of a problem in America because we do eat a, a couple of extra calories per day. Good hydration, plenty of water, at least two liters a day, and reducing stress. Of course, that's a that's piece of cake for everyone here, <laughs> right? Don't watch the news, and all of a sudden, don't watch the news. news. <laughs> that's right. You know, stress you know, is that a, Stress is a big uh, impediment to um, testosterone production. And um, doctor, when you, yes. when, as you wrap up testosterone, I would love you to talk about the psychogenic factors because you really made some awesome points in the videos that we did for the TNC course. And so I'm just wondering if you can roll into that when you, when you can here as well. I think a okay. lot of times we don't realize that. And we might look at our sons or our husbands or our, our fathers, and we just, you know, what can we do to help each other through this as well? Because I think that society is, especially with all the man hate that's out there, it is not helping anything. So if you can roll into that, that'd be awesome. Well, um, yeah, I will get to that in one second. The, Thank you. The, the last things I would say about testosterone are exercise. 
Exercise uh, to an extent will stimulate uh, testosterone. Um, there are points at which uh, if a person exercises and he or she finds him or herself um, worn out after exercising, then that's not helping and you're going to have to increase testosterone another way, whether it's by taking testosterone or by uh, using other natural means. Um, but that is one of the first go-tos is try exercise. Um, and then a few, a, a couple more toxins I want to mention are heavy metals. Heavy metals interfere with um, the brain signaling to the testes. So whenever we see a gentleman with a low FSH and a low testosterone, his brain is not sending the signal to the testes to do their job. And the testes are probably perfectly fine. They're just not getting the message. And to get the message, they often uh, have to get some heavy metals out of the way. Um, another one you may be aware of is glyphosate. Glyphosate mm. is ubiquitous and it is, uh, it is awful. And there's actually, uh, we do have ways uh, now of removing glyphosate, uh, different combinations, um, different products uh, can, uh, and protocols can remove glyphosate, but obviously um, uh, reducing our exposure in the first place is going to be important. Now, something that a lot of people don't recognize uh, is they say, well, I'm living a perfectly clean lifestyle. And I say, yeah, but the toxins that you accumulated before you started this perfectly healthy lifestyle are still with you. And we have to get rid of them because they're still impairing your, uh, your cellular functions. Okay, back to... Well, no, no, so, I'm just, I'm going to stop you for a second because then, I mean, we would recommend binders, zeolite and charcoal and bentonite clay. There's so many binders. Do you have a particular binder that you prefer that like someone's listening to this for the first time and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, what can I do immediately? What would you recommend? No, those are all good. Um, okay. I, I like those. Um, but the, the trick is those are in the gut. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to pull the toxins out of your cells in your brain and in your liver and in your fat cells and in your adrenal glands. So, so we do need uh, to get a little more serious, a little more sophisticated when we're talking about um, removing toxins that are embedded in tissues. So that's an, a different story. Okay. But, but we'll have a, a different a, time. We'll have you on for binders. Okay. How's that sound? <laughs> a great, a great starting point though, is, uh, is to do a binder because if you do have, um, uh, if your liver is able to remove some of the toxins, um, at least the current toxins that are circulating, there's a difference between, between embedded and, uh, circulating toxins. The circulating toxins can be removed by the liver usually that's within the first 30 days of exposure, then they'll go into the bile. And then from the bile, they go into the stool. And then that's where the binders really come in handy because then they can grab onto them before they can recirculate through the enterohepatic circulation back to the portal vein and back into the liver, which, which uh, obviously is a disaster because you've detoxified and then you retoxify. Um, <laughs> So binders are excellent in that regard. Um, moving to, to psychosocial factors. Um, are you talking about performance anxiety or are you talking yeah. about? 
Yeah, kind of odd. I mean, we have about 10, 15 minutes left and I want to touch on that for sure. And I want to talk about the P shot. I want to talk about some okay. of those things because I think there's a lot of people who don't know that there's things that they can do that will help besides, you know, all the formulas and rebuilding testosterone. So yeah, if you can jump into this, this would be wonderful. Well, um, I don't remember what I was talking about in the, uh, uh, that you're referring to in the psychosocial other than, uh, other than the fact that we do have a lot of um, uh, their relationship uh, challenges. And of course, if, if, uh, if a couple um, does have uh, relationship challenges, that's definitely going to kill both libido and uh, performance. But also if, if a uh, man or a woman has difficulty climaxing even once that does make them gun shy. And, and that can uh, really impair confidence to continue. It becomes a, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. If it doesn't work once, then, then that can be really difficult and make it harder to even want to try, but it, it can also sabotage efforts um, in the future because uh, of that lack of confidence. Um, another factor that's important there is uh, antidepressants. Because antidepressants have profound effects on both sexual drive and um, performance. Um, so we want to uh, look for, uh, to the extent that it's possible, uh, underlying causes to address um, uh, mood and anxiety disturbances um, to, to make it so that uh, an individual doesn't need to rely on the drugs. Um, but uh, what else um, would you like to talk about psychosocial? No, that's good. I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned some of it. Uh, and the antidepressants is a big thing because when I see someone come in and they're on statins and antidepressants and they have no libido, it's a pretty, it's a pretty easy fix. I mean, not easy fix, of course, but it's a pretty right. easy explanation. Uh, you have everything going against you. So of course, this is going to be difficult. So just before we get into like the P shot, just to recap, so we're going to, we're going to remove the toxins, EMFs, whatever we can do. We're going to start building testosterone. And I'm telling you nettle, you can get nettle in a tincture form. It works phenomenal, right? So we've recommended that for many, many, many years. Plus you lose weight. Men lose weight when they start taking nettle um, only because they're, uh, it builds up their testosterone. And so they lose weight, they have a better metabolic response. So they met, met, uh, metabolize easier. So again, some wonderful products there. Definitely look at the circulatory, um, the circulatory tinctures and products that you can have that you can use for that. I will mention that um, just this is 2022. And during 2021, we had a lot of people that had a lot of toxins put into their body. And, um, and we've never had a worse time from myocarditis on the planet. We've never had a worse experience when it comes to blood clotting, even the funeral directors are pulling these enormously long three feet class out of the people who've passed away as they pull the blood out to put the um, formaldehyde in. Uh, these people are literally just dying of these huge blood clots. And so this is a very real, real epidemic. And that's why we've seen erectile dysfunction just go through the roof in the last, even in the military, they track every single, well, the whole the whole country, in most countries, your medical doctor will track with a code what you're coming in for. And then those can be read. We can see, okay, we always have about, you know, 2,500 people a month who have depression and 2,700 women who blah, blah, you know, or men have, you know, ED, whatever. And then like now the numbers are out of the, out of the sky. And so this 
is something that we need to address. So as we go into what the P shot can do and some things they can do at home, and even the O shot, we can address some of the women concerns here as well. Um, I just wanted to make sure we had that brief. Okay, here's some things you can do right away. And now here are some things you might need to get, um, you know, help with from, uh, you know, a place such as you who does the P shot. So can you run, run along with that for a little bit, Dr. Andrew? So in terms of erectile dysfunction, we have four common causes. Certainly, um, 80% of erectile dysfunction involves vascular disease. So if a man has difficulty with erections, chances are really good he has heart disease and doesn't know it. That's really key because, uh, because it gives us a window into what's going on in the heart just by what's happening on the outside, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. <laughs> or should I say what's not happening on the outside? <laughs> So the, the arteries in the penis are about the same size as the arteries in the heart. And the, the forces that are acting on the arterial system don't only affect the heart, they affect the brain and the kidneys and everywhere the blood vessels go, including the penis. So, so one of the factors that, that we target when, uh, when a man has erectile dysfunction, uh, after he has adequate testosterone, um, because testosterone is uh, the other uh, largest factor, is um, uh, vascular disease. How do we deal with that? Well, there's two approaches, and, and this is basically what we do with just about any disease, and that is we address the current disease while we're working on the factors that cause the disease in the first place so that it doesn't recur. So to address the current disease, there are two approaches um, that we take, well, maybe three, we want to dilate the, the uh, arteries in the, uh, in the penis. Everyone's familiar with a couple of drugs uh, by the name of Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, that's three. Um, those, those stimulate uh, the production of nitric oxide, which locally dilates blood vessels. Of course, it dilates them throughout the body, not just the penis. And so you do have risk of uh, blood pressure lowering um, in men who are already on uh, blood pressure medicine. So that's a, a, a concern. Um, but uh, we want to reduce uh, or rather increase nitric oxide production. And there are a number of uh, different products that are in uh, widely available um, that include uh, beetroot powder and uh, L-citrulline and L-arginine. Uh, I do have to make a, a, a note and a number of other uh, nutrients, including amino acids, but I do need to make a note. People uh, have latched onto L-arginine and say, oh, that's the magic bullet, except when you're over 20, which most men with erectile dysfunction are, uh, L-arginine, uh, the body does not convert it uh, adequately into the active form that can be used for uh, nitric oxide production. So, so we need to use other things like L-citrulline and, and uh, beetroot powder or beetroot juice. Um, and there's, there are a number of other nutrients, um, certainly a number of B vitamins um, and other vitamins and minerals that um, contribute to nitric oxide production. And those um, exercise bands, Dr. Andrew, those work really well as well. 
and exercise bands. Mm -hmm. Okay, next thing is um, breaking up the plaques that are already there. Um, how we do that uh, in an, the increasing nitric oxide production helps in, over the long run, but in the short run, you need to break up the plaques and how we do that is using acoustic wave therapy. So it's the same kind of device, it's the same technology that is used to break up stones in the kidneys. So very powerful, except um, we use a lot gentler approach on penises than we do on kidneys because kidney stones, uh, you've got to go through part of the body to get to them and you and and the stones are obviously quite uh, solid. Um, so we use a, a gentle approach, uh, a device. We use a cream to numb the penis because uh, it doesn't like having a, a device um, um, uh, hitting it multiple times per second um, without being numb. And, uh, and that uh, we, we do a series of sessions, six sessions in a row, usually either twice a week or once a week. And then we can augment that um, if, if it's uh, more severe, the erectile dysfunction with the P-shot or uh, some a number of men will just use the P-shot uh, instead of the acoustic wave therapy. The P so shot, can, is there, before you continue the P-shot, is there a name for acoustic wave therapy or is as a gentleman who lives in a different state, just Google acoustic wave therapy for penises near me? Like, how do you, how do you find that? So they would know how to look for that. Um, there are different, there are a number of different names. They are proprietary names. So okay. they're, they're brands. Um, and I don't want to, I, I used to pay a lot of money to one of these companies so that I could use their brand name, but it's all the same thing. Everyone does the same uh, okay. basic process. Um, so you could just Google shockwave therapy or acoustic wave therapy. Thank you. For um, erectile dysfunction. And you'll be able to find plenty of places that do it. Um, so moving to the P-Shot, um, the P-Shot uses the, an individual's platelets. So we draw your blood and then we spin it down with a high speed centrifuge, uh, faster than a, than a, uh, the blood draw kind of, uh, centrifuge and, and remove the platelets and inject the platelets into specific places in the penis. And every time I mention that, uh, both men and women start to cringe. And then I say, no, 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 don't worry. You don't feel it because the penis is numb. Um, uh, and so we inject it into five places on the penis and those platelets have growth factors that stimulate new blood vessel formation to get around plaques. So that's another, uh, means of increasing blood flow to the penis to improve, uh, erectile function and, uh, as well as Peyronie's disease, which is an, an abnormal curvature to the uh, penis when it's erect, which is very painful and makes intercourse very difficult. Um, shall we transition to the O-shot for a second? Yeah, go right ahead. I think a lot of people aren't aware these even exist. And so I thought, well, I should throw it in there as a bonus. <laughs> so the O-shot is the corollary to the P-shot. 
Incidentally, P in P shot doesn't stand for penis, it stands for priapus. Um, and the O shot stands for orgasm. Um, this is in women. So we do the same process. We remove uh, blood from the, uh, from the vein and spin it down, remove the platelets, inject the platelets into the numb clitoris and vagina. And the clitoris is the female uh, analog to the penis. And what most women and doctors don't recognize is that little tiny nubbin that we call the clitoris is just the tip of the clitoral iceberg. Uh, so the clitoris actually extends far deeper um, behind uh, what we actually physically see. And so we inject platelets into that, into the space that the uh, organ of the clitoris and it fills the clitoris so that it becomes much more sexually responsive. Uh, hopefully like it used to be, or like maybe it never was in some cases. And then we inject more into the vagina, just behind the hymenal ring, between the vagina and the bladder. And uh, incidentally, some of you may recognize that as the G-spot. Um, but part of the advantage of this is this thickens the wall between the vagina and the bladder to help with continence. And a lot of women find after they've had children that they can't jump on the trampoline or cough or laugh or sneeze anymore without having little squirts. And some women don't seem to like that very much. So, so by uh, injecting platelets into that region, then, then we can strengthen that wall and that often does the, does the trick. Now, as soon as I say that, I have to add, um, we also use uh, hormone pellets and uh, we will often um, give women some estrogen, small dose of estrogen, and that also can have profound effects on incontinence, uh, on making it so that uh, you don't have to uh, run to the bathroom in a hurry. Um, and at the same time, it improves the, uh, the ability of the, well, the, the vagina, uh, we see both atrophy uh, in the vagina that does, no longer has estrogen and no longer has testosterone or progesterone. Uh, using those hormones, we can increase the, the thickness of the uh, vagina and the moisture of the vagina, uh, rather the responsiveness of the vagina so that under sexual stimulation, moisture is produced where where it no longer is uh, once you're in menopause. You know, what I love, Dr. Ray, and that's why I love having you as part of um, Holistic Health Educators, is that you, yes, you will use some hormonal pellets, you know, here and some there, but it's not, you know, you're not, you're looking to put someone on them for the rest of their life. And I think that's very important. I think a lot of people, um, you know, cause we don't all recommend obviously hormonal therapy. However, if we can do something to help increase and thicken our walls, um, you know, 
so that we can avoid a prolapse uterus <laughs> or we can avoid, you know, you know, other uh, ailments. I think that it's something that you're really respectful of. And I want to thank you for that. And I would encourage all of you, all those of you who are students or who are involved in natural health, find, find those in your community, such as Dr. Ray for pizza. He's a medical doctor who does biofeedback. Hello, you know, find them because they're everywhere, especially now you have many more medical doctors coming out of the woodwork um, who want to work with people in the natural world and kind of combine those, those worlds. Okay. Dr. Andrew, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Well, you know, the funnest thing for me is to, to talk to a couple who have not had sex in 10 or 15 years and have them come back a couple of months later and say, we're having sex three days a week. That's awesome. <laughs> it is I awesome said, because people don't yeah. realize, people think that, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I hear uh, couples in their 50s and 60s saying, yeah, we, we've graduated beyond that. We don't need that anymore. And really that's their way of saying, uh, we don't want to feel bad or we don't want to make our partner feel bad about the fact that they can't perform anymore or that it's too painful or that they have zero drive. And, and when you see people in their 80s giggling about how much fun they're having in bed, that's really <laughs> exciting. It is. That's awesome. Thank you, Dr. Andrew, so much. And thank you all of us for all of you for joining us today. Um, the podcasts are a great way that we can get information out to the public. We encourage you to ch check out our blog, our blog spot and um, look at all of our podcasts, share them with your friends. Dr. Andrew, thank you for taking this time to be with us today. We certainly appreciate all that you offer uh, and all the, all the information you can share with us. And thank for you those for having me. Yeah, well, you're always welcome. So now that I know we need to do it, uh, what, what do we have to do one on binders? Okay, I love binders. We can talk about detoxification with binders. I'll put that on the schedule. <laughs> Anyhow, wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Andrew. Thank you, everyone. And we will catch you on the next podcast. Until then. Hey, thank you for joining us. I hope you had as much fun as we did. If you would ever like to connect with us in person or live online for webinars, course certifications, events, conferences, parties, go ahead and check out our upcoming event schedule at www.holistichealtheducators.com. We would love to connect with you. We also host weekly live question and answer sessions. Until then, have a spectacular day.